Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I am, of course, your host, Holly Marie. You can call me Holly Marie. You can call me Holly. I get a lot of different names. And I'm just recording a solo episode for you today, which it feels a little bit strange because it's been a good couple of months since I've recorded any solo episodes. And I've been focusing all of my attention and my energy on the Manifesto Meetup podcast series where we've been doing guest episodes with a whole bunch of kind of wide and varied and incredibly beautiful manifestors from within the Manifesto community. So I think at at the moment I've recorded maybe eight of them, um, which seems energetically like it was a lot heavier than the number eight represents, (laughs) which is always the way for manifestors when we're doing something. Um, And you know, it just, I, I've had such a joyful process just being part of these conversations with other manifestors, listening to their wisdom, really being in that kind of interview host mode. And so as soon as I sat down to record some solo episodes for you guys today, I immediately felt like, oh, this is kind of unfamiliar. Like this, this feels like putting on an old skin, which is neither here nor there. I mean, that's not what this podcast episode is about at all, but it's just something that I wanted to mention to you because that's what came up. Welcome to life with a splenic manifestor, always bringing through the weird stuff unpredictably. Um, I think that as manifestors, it can be really challenging in in doing ongoing projects, even including just creating content for businesses, which needs to be done you know, ongoingly and repetitively, sometimes it can really feel like we're stepping back into old versions of ourselves or old skins or old energies. And um, that doesn't feel correct for us. That doesn't feel correct as manifestors. And those are things that we need to pay attention to. So usually those are the times that indicate to us that it's time to change. It's time to grow. It's time to move on. It's time to initiate a new thing or at least a new way of doing this thing that you're doing. So I just had that realization. I don't have any huge wisdom and not enough to fill a podcast episode about, that's for sure. But I I think that I will probably come back and record another podcast episode about that maybe in a couple of months' time when I have a bit more wisdom on that and, um, you know, when I have journeyed through what it's going to look like because I suspect it's going to change the way that this podcast looks. Okay. The message that we're actually coming here for today, let me get around to it. I'm like two and a half minutes into the episode and I'm, <laughs> I'm only just getting to the point. So today I want to talk about, I spent a little bit of time talking about this title, okay? This is how I wrapped it all together in nice, neat little words. Fatigue and reflection, the truth about rest cycles. 
Now, that makes it sound very poetic and and very poignant and, you know, like there's a a really kind of great snappy lesson here. But I do want to preface this by saying something. At the time of recording, I am currently in a very, very deep, long rest cycle. So I am just over three months into this particular rest cycle. And if you have never been in a long rest cycle before, or perhaps you haven't noticed that you've been in a long rest cycle before, being articulate and staying to a point can be really challenging, really challenging. We often like forget words, we stumble over things, we lose our train of thought. So I'm prefacing this whole podcast episode with that statement that I am currently in a rest cycle and while manifestors always have the ability to talk even while underwater, even, you know, when there's like a bandage around our mouth, we can still struggle to be articulate and struggle to be clear when we are going through a rest cycle because our energy just really kind of doesn't know which way it's going. It's, it's always got this sense of, of being pulled down. For those of you who have listened to the whole history of episodes here with the Hunting for Purpose podcast, and I know many of you have, and it, and it kind of blows my mind that so many of you have listened to 50-odd episodes <laughs> from me, but you will have heard the episode about the very long rest cycle that I did a year ago. So back in 2020, at the commencement of 2020, I was coming out of um, a really big creation cycle where you know I had been in the coaching industry, um, I had Uh, created a lot of success, but I was really feeling very disconnected from it and wanting to pull away. Um, It was prior to me really being deeply, deeply committed to my human design journey. I did know about human design, but I I was not fully present and committed with um, undertaking the journey of being a manifest every single day. So I knew that, you know, my energy waning was indicating to me that I was no longer really needing to be part of what I was doing and that it was time for something new. That pushed me into a very, very deep, long rest cycle. It ended up being a nearly six-month rest cycle. At the time, I called it my inner winter because it was. It was like, you know, all the leaves fell off and and everything that had been fruitful really just died and, and pulled away. And I felt this kind of like shriveling happening to my energy that I, I chose at the time to surrender to. And it was a really profound experience. It was a really, really radical, life-changing experience to do that. What was happening globally and and within my own personal environment at that time, though, was that we in Australia uh, were going into our first big lockdown, um, whereas where you know all of our first kind of COVID restrictions came in, and Australia stopped. I mean, we just sort of put the brakes really heavily on everything, which is different to what some other nations did. But our industry stopped. Everyone started working from home. There was, you know, our children were not going to school. Um, you know, we weren't, we were not able to go out and do entertainment or, you know, shopping or get groceries or drive around or travel or do any of those things. And so the whole external world around me seemed to match this this winter that I was going through. Like there was kind of no activity externally. And that felt really supportive and really aligned in this process of just just stopping myself. Additionally, I had made the decision in March to stop my coaching business. At that point, it was um, it was a six figure business. It was pulling in between ten and twenty thousand dollars every single month. That had taken me about eighteen months to work to that point, and I decided to just 
stop it. I knew that it was not um, a cycle that I could continue in anymore. I have a whole episode about that, about manifestors in the coaching industry. If you want to go back and have a listen, I won't, I won't rehash the whole story. But the position that it landed me in was I just really pulled all of my business down to skeleton, right? I stopped working with any clients. Um, I had a membership that was still going and I had a handful of people in the membership and that was the only thing that I was creating. So it was very, very minimal content. I was creating just enough to get through on social media. Um, I kept two staff members on board and they just sort of ticked things over. That's it. They just scheduled content and just, you know, tidied up back end stuff and everything just ticked over for six months. So I was really in this position where, you know, even in my business, I had enough capital, I had enough money in my business to survive me through that time. And and of course, I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know how long it would go for, but the money was exactly the amount that was needed before I came out and initiated a brand new business and pulled a big influx of money back in. Um, but, you know, I kind of had this, this like personal environment. Not only was the world stopping, my personal environment was also stopping. I went from working all day, seven days a week in that generator hustle coaching style to, you know, working half an hour to an hour a day at best, maybe, maybe three to four days a week. And it, and it really was just this maintenance mode. Um, I'm reflecting on that now because I have not been in a rest cycle that deep until now. For the last 18 months or so, I, my math is terrible during rest cycles. We're, we're at probably probably 12 months now, a little bit more than 12 months. I have been going in and out of much smaller cycles. So I've been doing rest cycles that are maybe three to four weeks and then about a week-long creation cycle, doing these small creations, small initiations, just getting things out and then going back into rest to prepare for the next one. So it's been this kind of series of like bang, 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 get these initiations out, recover as much as needed, make a little space in my energy and then go out and do it again, which was an experience, again, I'd never had before as a manifester, I'd never experienced a prolonged period of this kind of in and out and in and out and in and out of, of cycles, but I, I got reliant on it, right? That that in the end felt really comfortable. It felt quite normal. And as soon as it started to feel comfortable and normal, I've gone into this really deep rest cycle again, which is challenging <laughs> to say the least. It's really challenging to surrender to this. And I wanted to share with you my personal experience of the truths that I'm remembering about deep rest cycles and why they're valuable and what they bring us and why they're challenging. Because there are going to be so many of you out there who are in deep rest cycles, so many of you, because this is a natural part of the manifestor existence. And I want to make that feel normal to you. And I, I also want you to feel like you have something to hold on to in this time, because it can truly feel like you're losing your mind, like you are losing yourself. You are losing any grasp on reality. You are losing any ability to be normal or to know what's coming, to know what's happening. This is often where um, our old triggered behaviors come up during these, these deep rest cycles. And that's hard. That's hard. There's a lot of inner work that goes into rest cycles. So there are two things that I really want to kind of bring into your space and bring to your attention about long rest cycles and what we can what we can learn from them and experience from them. The first is fatigue. 
If you've listened to any of my other content, perhaps you've listened to some other podcast episodes or perhaps you've done the um, first Manifest and Masterclass, which is all about energy cycles. Um, perhaps you've done one-on-one work with me or you've been part of the certification. Um, I talk about energy cycles a lot. <laughs> so there's a lot of opportunity to learn about energy cycles. And part of the the Manifestor energy cycle is, of course, the rest cycle. And the rest cycle is broken down into two parts. We have phase one of the rest cycle, which is just this kind of deep physical recuperation from the thing that we've just initiated. So we are physically really debilitated, really worn out. It's where we do a lot of sleep. We tend to like eat a lot of carbohydrates. Um, we kind of can't physically like get up and go anywhere or do anything. It, it it feels like those first few days right before you get hit with the flu or a really bad head cold, right? When your body is just sort of like, worn down and pulled right down into this deep restoration and this deep, deep sleep. That's phase one of the rest cycle. And that's the shortest part of the rest cycle. Phase two of the rest cycle is the bigger part. And it's also the more challenging part. It goes for longer. It's unpredictable. And it's what it's doing mechanically is that it's making space for your next initiation. So we have these phase twos of our rest cycle where it can be a week, two weeks, a month, two months, six months, a year. We don't know how long it's going to last for because we don't actually know what's coming. It's only when we get to look back on the rest cycle that we've had after we've initiated something when that creative cycle kicks in again and we can say, oh, I can see I was creating this vacuum for this thing that was coming. I think that the one sort of um, self-validation and self-love that that we can give to ourselves during these deep rest cycles is to reassure ourselves that the longer it is, the bigger the thing you're initiating on the other side, right? It's not for nothing. It's it's an investment. Phase two of your rest cycle is the most pivotal, crucial, valuable time of your entire existence as a manifester because if you're not allowing yourself to make space for what's coming, You don't have space for what's coming. You don't get to initiate. You then don't get to fully birth this thing that was meant to be coming for you. But what we often overlook is that phase two of the rest cycle still holds a lot of fatigue. It's still fatiguing. And I really don't think that when I went through my six-month-long rest cycle last year, I don't think I realized the extent to how fatiguing phase two is because I kind of had no no external pressure, very, very little external obligation. I mean, I'm still a mom. I was still parenting my kids. But other than that, the world had stopped and my business had stopped. And so I was really able to just float in nothingness and in space, it felt um, tricky, of course, and there was a lot of surrender and, and it was very challenging. But but ultimately, in the end, it felt very free. Um, it felt very kind of open. It felt like I'd given myself this amazing gift. Now that I'm experiencing another deep rest cycle this time around, when the world is back up and going again, and when my business is a hundred times more functional and bigger than what it was this time last year, and I don't have the ability now really to, to work half an hour a day, I feel like I'm recognizing these layers of fatigue that come with 
phase two of the rest cycle and I'm experiencing them and exploring them in a new way and really questioning what does this mean? What does this mean for me? What does this mean for manifestors? What does this mean in the wider view of a spiritual journey? What does it mean? Because, you know, is this really just part of manifestors being in a sacral designed world where we don't live in a world that gives us um, structure or facilities to rest for long periods of time? You know, or is this actually just because we need to learn to do that? We need to learn to trailblaze that place, to create that place. Do we need to just drop things even though we feel like they're important and even though we feel like we must keep going with them? Should we drop them and let them kind of wither away in that winter? Is that really what we're being led to here? And I'm not entirely sure that I've answered that question yet. That's that's something that I'm still journeying through. What I am realizing, though, is that there is a state of perpetual fatigue that goes with phase two of the rest cycle. Part of it is a physical fatigue. We do have this kind of low-lying but consistent feeling of tiredness where it doesn't matter how much you sleep, you still feel tired. It doesn't matter how much activity you have done or not done, you still feel tired. But certainly if you do a lot of activity, you're going to feel really, really tired. Um, It's where the activities of just day-by-day life suddenly feel like an endurance race um, where, you know, getting up, getting dressed, making decisions about what food you want to eat and what you want your schedule to look like for the day if you have one or you know whether you're going to work out or what you're going to make for dinner or whether you're going to catch up with a friend all of those things become really really challenging because they're really energy draining it's like our tank is very low our tank is very 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 low and any activity depletes that level of energy quickly I think that there is an understanding that we need to have of that. I think that we need to come into acceptance of that. And that's almost like the push and pull that our manifesto energy gives to us, that it says, hey, I'm not going to bend, right? Your manifesto soul and your manifesto energy are saying, I'm not giving you any more energy because if you take more energy, then you're just going to hustle again. You're just going to dive right back into things. I actually want you to come here. I want you to pull down. I want you to listen to this. I want you to pay attention. I want you to stop. And that's the really valuable part of fatigue. But the other part that we also need to pay attention to is that that state of fatigue is worsened by us being in resistance to it. And I'm not even just talking about physical resistance. It's very easy for us to physically resist and just kind of push through, you know, I'm just going to run these errands. I'm just going to do this workout. I'm just going to get this bit of work done. I'm just going to hang out with this person. I mean, heck, especially if you're a mother, there's always something to be doing, right? So we, we can definitely like physically push ourselves to depletion through this, but we are also emotionally pushing ourselves into further fatigue. Because we have all of these experiences that are going on within us during this rest cycle that when we are not allowing ourselves to kind of float back on that and and spend time with those kind of dark, murky, inexplicable places, it creates like a white noise 
in your energy. It creates this this sort of constant friction and agitation and just annoyance within your energy. And what you'll find is that you're angry. You'll find in in phase two of your rest cycle that you're really resentful. You're really angry. And it could be at yourself, at other people, at the rest cycle, at the whole world, could be to all of those things. I mean, that's currently, you know, where I've been at is just is being angry at everything, <laughs> everyone, including myself. And this is really where we step into that other element of the rest cycle which is reflection. This is written about in so much traditional human design teaching, right? We, and, But it's so like, it's so flippant. It's so washed over. Oh, manifest is in the rest cycle. You guys just need to rest from your creation, you know, and reflect. It's just a time of, you know, restoration and reflection. What does that mean? What does it mean to reflect? Are we reflecting on what we just created? Not usually, because by the time we go into rest cycle, we're disconnected from it. We don't want to think about it. We don't want to reflect on it. There's nothing else left in that for us anymore. The tether has been cut. So what are we reflecting on? Are we reflecting on the thing that's coming up? We can't yet see it. We can't yet feel it. We don't know what it is. We, We can't connect to it because we're not ready to. We haven't created the space. So what we're connecting to and what we're reflecting on is this messiness that is happening right now. This messiness that is happening in the present. Phase two of your rest cycle is the only true time for a manifester to be almost forced into like a four-wall energetic room where everything that you have been able to ignore in the hype of the creation cycle and you've been too tired to acknowledge in phase one of the rest cycle, that now all gets a lot noisier and a lot more present and it tries to get in your face in phase two of the rest cycle. It'll be things like your beliefs, your limiting beliefs, your fears, right? The patterns, the schedules, the structures, the narratives that you've been in that are not serving you, that are blocking you. It will be your emotions that you've been trying to shove down. It's going to be all of these things that will ultimately heal you and push you forward and expand you. But you've got to go through the murk. You've got to go through the grossness and and the mess to get those done, right, to to bring them up, to acknowledge them, to experience them, and then to transmute that through healing into an asset and into a lesson and into a growth. And I really think that that accounts for so much of why phase two of the rest cycle sucks. (laughs) It sucks. It's challenging. It's so challenging and it's so self-confronting. And there is no way out of those four walls until phase two is done. And remember, we don't know how long phase two is going to last. So if you are in a very, very prolonged phase two of your rest cycle that's going for months or in some cases even years, golly. It can feel relentless. 
It can feel like you are in a cage of your own making, that the mandate and the pressure on you to do the inner work, to heal, to step up, to acknowledge, to become aware, to transmute, it can just feel like the heaviest burden you have ever carried. It has purpose. It has so much purpose. This is the deepest you will ever go, the deepest you will ever go. And this is probably one of the reasons why we have deep rest cycles. It's probably one of the reasons why manifestors can't just do quick in and out cycles, why we at least, you know, every 12 months get dragged down into a really, really deep rest cycle because we have to go inwards. We have to acknowledge this stuff. We have to transmute this stuff in order to be more powerful when we step into our next initiation. I don't want to ignore the fact that this is hard. I don't want to ignore the fact that this can feel like you have never been pushed through something so challenging and something so unrelenting in your life. But I also want to encourage you to stick with it. And as I'm saying that, I'm encouraging myself, (laughs) encouraging myself to stick with it, encouraging myself to not just endure every day, hoping it will be easier tomorrow, but encouraging myself to endure to surrender endure to continue to lay myself back on this river, to continue to show up for myself in this space, to continue to accept that I'm fatigued and accept that I am seeing things that I do not want to see that are hard for me to see, but that are going to be so beautiful and so majestic and so radically, radically powerful for the world and for myself on the other side. But we got to get through it. We've got to do that. So this podcast episode is really a love note for every other manifester who is going through that right now. I want to pull back the curtain as I'm going through the midst of this experience and, and let you see behind it, let you see what this is like. You know, this is hard. This is hard work. It's, it's hard not having a body or a brain that is functioning like it would normally It's hard waking up every day and feeling tired. You know, it's hard not being able to do the things that we would normally do. It's hard not being able to initiate anything, right? We we struggle to even initiate like what to make for dinner. Any initiation is just overwhelmingly difficult. And we live in a world that is not accommodating for that. It's not accommodating. It wants us to be consistent. It wants us to be present. It wants us to always be able to initiate, always be able to step up, always be able to respond. And in a deep rest cycle, we just can't. We just can't do that. And, and so there's a tug of war that goes on. I'm sending you love if that's you right now. I'm sending myself love and I'm sending you love if that's you right now. You can do this. This is happening for you, not to you. How can you lay yourself back and endure surrendering to this? That's all I've got from you. I'm going to, sorry, for you. (laughs) I got through the whole podcast without messing up a word and right at the end. (laughs) Ah, Rest phases. I am sending you so much love, all of you, whether you're in a rest cycle or not. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for um, encouraging me. Thank you for encouraging yourselves. We're changing the world, manifestors. One step, one initiation, one rest cycle at a time. We're all changing the world. So keep doing what you're doing 
And until next time, keep hunting for purpose. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I hope that my words, my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life. If you love this episode, I would be so humbly and truly grateful if you would share it on your social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook at The Holly Marie. And also please consider taking a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes so that this information, this podcast and this spiritual transformation can be spread to even more people. Again, I cannot wait to see you for the next episode of Hunting for Purpose.